For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. It's the decider. Game three, Suncorp Stadium tonight. This is SENQ State of Origin Countdown on 693 SENQ. Ah, yes, a very good morning. Thanks for lacing them up, putting the mouth guard in and running out with me on one of the greatest days of the year. Origin Day, Origin Morning, and we are counting down until Origin 3, the decider, just over 11 hours' time, about 11 hours and 10 minutes away from this epic, epic game at the Cauldron. The anticipation, it is bigger than Christmas, and so is the guest list this morning here on SENQ, and the best thing is you're invited. 13 13 55, you can send me a text 0467 736 736. This morning on the show, if you are part of it, you will be rubbing shoulders with Maroon legends. Chris Choppy Close, the Axe, Trevor Gilmeister and the Badger, Gary Belcher, uh, all on in the next three hours. We'll even cross enemy lines. We'll lock horns with a spud. Well, not a spud, the spud. Mark Carroll. Hey, come on. Every hero needs a villain, right? Yeah. Uh, And if you're going to the game tonight, what to expect at the Cauldron? How will the field hold up? Jeez, it's been a busy week at Suncorp Stadium. We'll speak to the stadium boss very, very shortly. Take you inside Maroon's camp too. What what a week it's been. COVID chaos. What have the team meetings been like? What, what, What have the decisions that have been made? How did it change the tactics? And why won't they confirm... Why Tom Dearden will start. Inside the next hour, we'll hear from inside Camp Maroon. Look, I hope you've got your Maroon on as well, because that's the only dress code you need to be part of this this morning here on SENQ 693 AM. It is the new home of Queensland Sport, 131355 0467 736 736. It's the digits you need. We are on air, online, and on your phone. Now on Mornings with Ben Davis, it's time for Benny's Blowtorch. Now, normally on the show, this is where I turn the heat up on an issue in sport and get your opinion on it, but but not today. We're going to have some fun today, you and I. Origin Traditions. What's yours? 13 13 55 0467 736 736. I'm dripping Maroon today. I've got the Maroon jersey on, the Maroon jumper, the hoodie, the cap. In fact, I haven't worn any blue since the team was named 10 days ago. And that's something I've been doing as long as I can remember. And I know as a reporter, when I used to cover the Origin Round 15 years, I did that at Channel 7, I did the same thing. Yeah, I'm a reporter, but I'm a Queenslander first. That's maybe a superstition rather than tradition. But what's yours? Or what did it used to be? Because life's changed a bit now, hasn't it? Remember when we had the bakery with the cupcakes, the Maroon cupcakes in the window, or the the butcher would do the Maroon sausages? Do they do that anymore? I don't know. Have you seen them? Let me know. What I used to do at school, and I'm talking back into the late 80s, early 90s here, showing my age, but uh, I went to school, Ipswich Grammar, Mum and Dad still live at Corinda, and that's where I grew up. So I used to catch a train half an hour each way to school 
during the night, during the early nineties. But on Origin Day, we'd pack our bags with a pair of jeans and a maroon jersey in it, go to school, and then jump on the train to come home. But we'd go past Corinda and we'd hit Milton. There'd be myself and a couple of mates. We'd save up all year for those Origin tickets. I reckon the most expensive of them were $40. And we'd always sit in the licensed area up on Caxton Street, the terrace there, the northern end, because that was the best place to be. We weren't drinking, of course, because we're still at school, right? And I think turning up to the grounds in our school uniforms was a bit of a giveaway. We would go into the toilets and get changed right up near the cam bar. But we used to do that every State of Origin series from school. Catch the train in. We'd sit on our school bags on the terrace there and have our books in there. But we'd watch the Queensland police play, New South Wales police as the one of the curtain races. And then it was the under-19s or the school boys. Some of the guys we went to school with were playing in those matches. Then it would be a Queensland team versus normally New South Wales. There'd be the pre-game entertainment, which used to be someone coming out dressed as a cockroach. And then the big can of Mortine, which was a fire extinguisher, spraying that. That was our origin tradition growing up as kids. Now it's changed a bit and kids are my own. I try and pass down those traditions. So if it's not going to the game itself, it's at home watching it on TV and Beck cooks up an absolute feast, the footy food, <laughs> the pies, the sausage rolls, oh, the hot dogs, the halloumi. Yeah, I know, halloumi. Don't come at me about squeaky cheese. Fried cheese, you can't get enough of. But what's your origin tradition? Or what was your origin tradition? What did it used to be? One three one double five oh four six seven seven three six seven three six. You can text me. I'd love to hear from you though. Thirteen thirteen fifty five. What was your origin tradition? Be it at the stadium, be it at home, or what about now at work? It is origin morning. It is a decider. What are we doing? It's in our DNA, isn't it? Origin. It's a part of this fabric of our state that we call Queensland. You know what? It's the barometer for 5 million people. How we wake up tomorrow comes down to the result tonight. I don't know if there's anything else that can change that. I know an election can't. If we change governments, it doesn't matter. We wake up the next morning and know, yeah, okay, that happened. But an origin result, it affects how we wake up. 13, 13, 55, 04, 6, 7, 7, 3, 6, 7, 3, 6. Your origin memories, your tradition. See if yours beats mine or maybe matches it. In a moment, we'll be speaking to a man who bleeds maroon probably more than any other, Chris Choppy Close, as we count down to Origin 3, the decider. Let's go back in time to the first decider. And, and it was at Lang Park, as it was known then, the deciders, Queensland has a great history with them. This was the first, 1983. This is Tesman. Tesman still going, the big fella. The big hand load. He gets it out to Fitzbrennan. Fitzbrennan's put it in the overdrive. They won't get him. Brennan underneath the post. Oh, my, oh, my, what a try. Fitzbrennan right under the black dot. We're counting down to kickoff. The Decider. Game three, Suncorp Stadium tonight. This is SENQ's State of Origin Countdown on 693 SENQ. Yeah, 10 hours and 58 minutes away, which means it is 12 minutes past nine. Thanks for your company this morning. Ben Davis with you for the next three hours on Queensland's new home of sport. What a day it will be. SENQ has got it covered all the way through to tonight's call. 
which you'll be able to hear the Maroons version of it, Mark Braybrook, Scott Sattler, and Grant, of course, the rookie recruit, the prize winner, calling it all from Suncorp Stadium. Uh, Jack has sent this text too. Origin traditions, even when watching in Ireland at 10 a.m., I had to have pizza. Good on you, Jack. There we go. Origin food. What are your traditions? 13, 13, 55, 04, 67, 736, 736. Look, 42 years ago, last Friday, the, the sporting landscape in this state, in this country, changed forever. State of origin was born, July 8, 1980. State against state, mate against mate. Arthur Beetson put one on the chin of his Parramatta teammate, Mick Cronin. How good was it? And on that night, Queensland won 20 to 10. And a big part of that came from our first guest. Beetson up the centre. Back to Lang. Sends it away to Meninga. Meninga to close. Close cutting back the other way. Catches the defence on the wrong foot. He's broken through. He's coming up to Edie. Gets away from Edie. He's over underneath. Chris Close. Great piece of work. You'll see it all come up again. Grace, Chris Close, a great piece of work indeed. A try and named man of the match. There's not too many more Queensland than this bloke. Chris Choppy Close. Chop, good morning to you. How you going, mate? Mate, I'm very well. Can I start by, on behalf of the state, saying thank you? Thanks, Benny. Yeah, that's really nice of you to say that, mate. And uh, although it's a long, long time ago, and for many people they weren't alive, you know, when that was all taking place, uh, for me it's just as important now as what it was then uh, to be, um, you know, feeling the way I feel about that particular night. It was a a great night not only for Queensland but for rugby league uh, in the world. And uh, it was an amazing experience to be a part of that. Well, I, I read recently, and I know, and you and I go way back covering Origins and, and being part of those those teams that are through the years. But you've just said in the last few days that if it wasn't for that match and if it wasn't for Queensland winning, we wouldn't have rugby league today. Yeah, and look, you know, there's things that um, that you know I've been privy to in conversations that I've had with people that were part of the orchestration of the first ever a origin game, you know, and, and we've had discussions around just how important that game was. And, and when we talked to people like Ken Arbison, who was the chairman of the Australian Rugby League, after Kevin Humphreys came on board, um, and it's, it's common knowledge that Kevin Humphreys and uh, Ron McAuliffe were the, were the instigators of the origin concept and the introduction of it. It would have been a hell of a move, mate, a brave move to go in and, and suggest those massive changes after 100 years of, of, uh, you know, regular stand, uh, standard uh, interstate games. And they <clears throat> made that decision. And obviously, <clears throat> they made that decision because they needed to reinstigate or reinvigorate the uh, representative arena from a rugby league point of view. And, you know, World Rugby League had come to a stage where Australia was unbeatable and none of the other countries compete. Uh, the state representative levels had become a stage where New South Wales were unbeatable. And people forget that. People don't understand that. Prior to origin, New South Wales uh, were massively strong and it was very one-sided and people were dropping off. They were playing games at Leichhardt Oval that I played in. There wouldn't have been any more than 1,000, 1,500 people at the, at the game and, you know, there'd be there 1,500 people and a dog and a dog would go away at half-time because we'd be getting flogged by 30 points. <laughs> so, you know, <clears throat> from a sponsorship point of view, from a from the game surviving and from a reinstatement of the representative arena as being a, a very important part of rugby league, that game was absolutely um, uh, monumental in re, re, um, invigorating our game. 
Chris, um, uh, the, the the generation coming through, then yourself, you were 20, uh, about to turn 21, if memory serves me correct. Mal Meninga turned 20 on that night, but then you had the spiritual leader. You had the godfather. You had Arthur Beetson, 35, maybe he was 135. He could hardly run, but he did jog out onto Suncorp, or oh, Lang Park as it was then. What was it like, that young group, yourself, Wally, Mal, and then Arthur comes in? What type of shadow did he cast over the group? Uh, it, it was an amazing um, influence on all of us. So I think there were eight of us in the t- side that were either 20, 21 or younger. And uh, th- it, it happened before the game. It happened before we ran onto the field. I mean, that was exciting in itself. But it happened when he addressed us. He, he approached us at our tr- first training session at Corbett Park, which was the brother's home ground at the time. And uh, we went to train there. And, and a lot of us had never met Arthur in the flesh. You know, we'd probably brushed past him or whatever after games in, in previous years. But nobody had really, I don't think, uh, had a lot to do with Arthur. And I can remember we were all young blokes, well, tw- you know, eight of us were at least, standing in a circle. And Arthur walked into that circle and immediately started to, to address us with a purpose that uh, none of us had experienced before. And he also displayed a belief in, in us as a group of men, mate, that uh, nobody else had uh, in, in, um, instilled into us at that stage. And the words that he uttered were very simple, very basic, but very, very uh, resounding. And, um, you know, from that moment on, I'd, I'd fall in love with the man and I don't think I was the only one and I would have done anything for him. I'd have laid down my life Sh- for him all the states. Share it with us, Chop. What did he say? Yeah, look, he, he just looked us all straight in the eye and he said, listen, guys, you know, he said, I haven't had many opportunities to be here at this level in, in the um, Queensland Thing. This is a new concept, and, and you know, he, he, he sort of preamble with that. And he just looked at us and he said, "Look, I tell you now, guys, I didn't come here to, to muck around. I come out here to, to win. And if you guys don't think we can win, well, you know, there's the gate. Don't, don't let it hit you on the way out. But if you want to get in here and, and have a go, you've got to understand that these blokes are no different to us. They've got two eyes, two legs, two arms, and an arsehole. And if you don't think we can win, we won't. And you know, that just lit a fire in me that." Uh, still burns. It remains to this day, and I, and I believe that other people would have been affected by those words in a similar way, mate. So when we got to the stage there where we ran out onto the field, I was fortunate enough to have to be able to prepare for the game beside Arthur. Just it was just luck. My bag was beside him, and and I was excited, and so was everybody else. And and I watched him at 35, probably feeling, you know, am I entitled to be here, and how hard is this going to be? But he never, it never showed, and, and it was like a, uh, a war chief preparing for war, and he was such a big man, and, um, you know, he started by dipping his big massive hand into a jar of Vaseline and shoving about six litres up each nostril <laughs> and wiping it on his cheek, you know, and, and I'm, I'm watching this, and uh, the next thing he, he stands up and he pulls his jersey on, and then he, he reaches into his bag and he grabs out an old pair of pantyhose full of resin, a lot of young people wouldn't even know what resin is. It's stuff we used to pump on. It's probably poisonous. We used to pump it on your hands and that to make the ball stick. Yeah. And he stood in front of me like King Kong and he pounded it into his chest, into his jersey, and and the, and the resin just clouded around him. And I looked at him and there was a vision and I said, ah, I only swore, mate. I said, holy shit, <laughs> we're going to war here. This isn't football. We're going to war. This is representing our state. And those words of, of you know, that moment has uh, really, you know, 
set my performance for that game and, and um, he let us out. He didn't say much. He just let us out into an arena that was deafening, absolutely deafening. And um, we were like, um, you know, 13 mutes on the field. We couldn't hear each other. Uh, the crowd was so loud and it took about five minutes for that to settle down and then away we went and he led the way. He was a massive uh, leader and he had a massive influence in that game. G- give me a jersey and a pair of boots now, Chop. I want to run out. I, if you don't have the arm, the hairs on your arms standing up after that, you're, you're not alive. Chris Choppy close, our guest this morning. Origin morning, 21 minutes past nine on the new home of sport here in Queensland, SENQ, 693 AM. Chop, one of the, one of the after you finished playing, one of the great honours instilled on you was asked to be team manager. Uh, not 95, wasn't it? It was with Fatty and the, and the Nevilles. Yeah, well, it actually started in 94, mate. 94. Um, oh, know, the top, miracle but, try. How could I forget that? Of course. Yeah. 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 You know, and look, you know, there's a whole story behind this. But at the end of the day, uh, Dick Costa-Turner, who was the uh, manager of the of the Queensland side, recognised that, you know, we needed to make Origin different. We, we had to have a different platform. And, and um, you know, he, he wanted to bring people in that were current uh, as far as, you know, re- relativity to the players. Mm. And bring many in the who are agile and and able to you know move quickly with the with the uh, requirement to to prepare that team, help the coach prepare their team, and make sure everything was right and in the right places. So, Costa embarked upon a campaign to bring past players in, you know, of that era. And uh, I don't know what his uh, mindset was or what his thoughts were, but I was the first to be given an opportunity and. Um, and, mate, I, I really grasped that opportunity. So my first year in camp as part of the team, I actually came in under his invitation and, and spent the entirety of the uh, three games uh, with him paying my bill and oftentimes <laughs> sleeping in the broom closet or, or, closet or the uh, fire hydrant room or whatever and, um, you know, making the meeting room up of a night time with a bed and then breaking it down for a meeting the next day. So... It was a baptism of fire, but I felt like I was in my element and I felt so proud to be there and I would never have let him down either. He was a massive influence in my life and uh, he was a ma- massive influence on all of the young men that came into Origin and over those years, you know, he set our sails uh, off the field that that remains, you know, still uh, the blueprint that we're using now. So, you know, it was 94 that I came in and, and then 95 was the miracle year. Yeah. where, you know, nobody expected us to win. Wayne Bennett, you know, had uh, ditched us as a coach. He was nominated coach for 95, and he made a public statement, I think, of one of the greatest mistakes in his life, where he said, you know, I'm not going to coach a second-rate team. And, you know, that's a big call to call a Queensland team second-rate, regardless of who represents it, you know. And I think maybe uh, he regrets that, but at the end of the day, it opened the doors for a uh, what many people thought were, was a rugby league clown in, in Fatty Borton coming in and taking that job. Now, what they didn't understand was that Fatty was, he, he's a, a student of rugby league. He, he's got a great rugby league brain. And um, he, he set a game plan in and, um, you know, we had fun and, and it was uh, a, a very solid game plan and, and it was a simple game plan and allowed those uh, players, those that team of no-names and second-raters, to win a series 3-0 after winning the first game 2-0. You know, mm. that, you can't script this stuff, Benny. This is, this is history uh, making itself and making itself remarkable. And nobody except the team uh, that played that 
year expected to win that series 3-0. And I can tell you that every one of those players were absolutely deserving of the of the uh, accolades that they received. When, when Hollywood finally catch up and start making a movie about this, or it's probably going to be on Netflix these days, when they do that 95 series, the, the, the Nevilles, the, everything, that, the, the stories that came out of it, Ben Iken moving into the lift with Fatty and telling him to go away, it's players only, all that stuff. But I, I want you to take us inside the hospital ward. You're sitting on the bed with Gilly. And fatty, well, well, and he's on a and he's on a drip, isn't he? He he, he was it wasn't in the hospital ward by this stage. He, he actually ended up in hospital after the game, but before the game, we had the we had his room set up as a hospital ward. Oh, so we had a you know quite so he had a drip in his room. Stuck. Yeah, and um, you know we had the doc, we had a resident doc with the team all the time. Roy yeah. Saunders, he yeah. was there. He was calling shots, and you know it came, became very apparent that uh, Gilly was sick. You know, he was crook. He had blood poisoning. And um, uh, Roy summoned uh, myself, Fatty and Tosser into the room to make a decision on, you know, what Gilly was going to do. And there was all sorts of conversation. And Roy explained just how dangerous it was and what a position that Gilly was putting himself in. And, you know, if, the, if it all went wrong, he could drop dead, <laughs> which is... In hindsight, pretty serious shit. But, you know, when we're sitting there talking about it and we're thinking about beating New South Wales and performing at our best and here's Gilly with his first opportunity to captain the team. And uh, we're, we're there, you know, and um, as the conversation unfolded, you know, we all, we all asked our opinion. And, and when it got to me, um, you know, <clears throat> and Roy had just finished explaining that um, he could die, I just said, well, what a place to go, Gilly. If you're going to die, mate. How good would it be to die at an Origin game after captain the victory? And that, and he said, and he said, mark it on playing. <laughs> oh no! How good! How good! He could have kicked the bucket, but no, he's going to get out there and play. Oh, outstanding stuff! Know, Roy, Roy prepared him and he played, and he left the dressing shed and went straight to the hospital, mate. You know, on a drip and yeah. into the bed, and and even then he knew the celebrations were going to be unbelievable. So. He tried to sneak out uh, about 11.30 um, with the drip still attached onto the trolley. And it was only the, the night security guy caught him going out the door. And he said, where are you going? You're after that now. The road, mate. And he said, oh, no, nowhere. No, you get a bit of fresh air. But he was heading back to the hotel, mate. So, yeah, great story. Just himself. Uh, Chris, great stories, and we could talk all morning about them. There's two things I want to get off you before we have to uh, sadly say goodbye. What, what, one of them is tonight. What, what happens tonight? What do you see in this team that has had COVID chaos, losing its best player, throwing a debutante into the number six jersey to start? What do you see about this team that's going to get us across the line tonight? If you're Tommy Dearden... Mm. Um, this is what dreams are made of. And um, <clears throat> he'll get his opportunity tonight to give everything he's got for Queensland, the state of Queensland, for everybody that he represents. And uh, it will depend on his effort and the effort of every other player. And, and they'll be hurting pretty badly after the result in game two. I thought our second half was diabolically bad. And uh, we went missing. And here's a, a chance to atone for that. But more importantly, here's a chance to represent your state, you know, and, and do it with everything you have and be willing to give everything that you've got and have nothing left in the tank at the end of the game. And regardless of the result, 
if we do that, we're a big chance of, of winning. And uh, Tommy's going to be, play a very big part in that, as will Ben Hunt and all the other players that have come in on uh, on the back of game two. So mm-hmm. I think that we can win. We've done it before, and we've won without Wally. We've won without Artie. We've won without Elfie. Uh, and we can win again. So I'm not I'm not worried about that, mate. Final one, Chop. I'm asking this morning, what are your origin traditions? What do you do on Origin Day now? What's Origin Day look like for Chris Choppy Close in 2022? Oh, look, you know, it's an anxious day regardless of what you've mm. got planned. Um, you know, I, I go about my business as normal, but you, you do become very anxious. And as I get close to the kickoff, I'm, I'm going to the game tonight with a group of work colleagues. Uh, there's 12 of us. We're going to the Fogs reunion before we get there. Have you got your maroon on now? You know, no, not yet. But, uh, you know, it, it's it's going to be a, a great uh, occasion for us. And then, you know, when it comes to kickoff, I'll be anxious, mate. I'll be anxious as, as buggery and, and I'll be making sure that um, I keep my head on, you know, and I don't get too carried away uh, because it, it does affect me and I take it seriously and every game counts in origin. It's not club football. You don't go back and get another chance next week. This is the finality for 2022 tonight. It's at our home ground. You can't take that serious. You're not fair dinkum. So that's how I'll be uh, approaching it, mate. Outstanding, Chop. Always a pleasure to talk to you. It is uh, raw. It is in your face, but it is state of origin supreme. Thank you, mate. Enjoy tonight. Go the Marines. You're a great man, Benny. Thanks, mate. Chris Choppy Close. Does it get any more Marone than that? He is... Well, is he the godfather of State of Origin? I think now we, we, we've lost Tosser, we, we, we've lost Arthur. Choppy, he's the custodian. He was there, the original. I know Wally's still there uh, and still around and, and Mal, obviously, but that right there is Marone personified. Chris Choppy Close, raw, unbridled, it's all passion. It's coming up to 29 and a half away from 10 here on Origin 3, The Decider. Origin Morning, SENQ, 6.93am, the new home of sport here in Queensland. Vanessa Gibson has the news. With you until midday today. We are still on air after that interview with Choppy Close as well. <laughs> he just loves it, the big fella. How good is that? If you're going to the stadium tonight, what to expect? We'll catch up with the stadium boss very, very shortly. Alan Graham, not too far away. I wonder how many pies they've ordered. They've got on the menu. What's on your menu tonight at home? 13, 13, 55, 04, 67, 736, 736. Uh, we did have um, Jack texting before about saying, even when I'm watching an island at 10 a.m., it's got to be pizza on the menu. But what about this one from Gary at Helensvale? He said, we used to own a few pizza capers down on the Gold Coast. By the time we'd get in on Origin Morning, we'd have 30 orders all ready to rock. And that was at 10 a.m. So there we go. Pizzas on the menu. Big time. What's on the menu this morning for the Maroons? Let's head straight into Camp Marone. One of Billy's assistants, he is a fog himself, 2010. He made his Origin debut. Matt Ballon, a very good morning to you. Happy Origin Day. Hey, Benny. Yeah, thanks, mate. Same to you. Hopefully it's a good day for Queensland. Uh, it will be. Uh, what's happening right now? What are the boys doing? Nah, the boys have got a um, really relaxed morning. Um, some will sleep in and, and have breakfast a bit later. Some will, you know, wake up and go for a walk, or they'll just follow their, their own game day um, preparation. Um, so I'm just out at um, Ballymore. We're just doing a little training session with Bo Firma that, that um, he's not playing. So 
bit of a training session for us, and that's about it. Just keep it keep it pretty steady for the day. Yeah, nice. That's the other thing too. An extended squad. You've got to keep them on their toes, and they'll be going back to club land this week. Your Tommy Fleglers and uh, Bo Firmers and the like. Hey, Matt, t- t- tell me. Um, let's talk yeah. through some of the personalities in the camp. So, keeping a lid on on the emotion and not playing the game in your head right now. I'm going to let you pick two at random, two very different personalities. Who are they and what are they doing? Are they freaking out? Are they chill? I'm putting you on the spot here. Yeah, yeah, you are. Um, oh, well, you know, I've been really impressed in the three camps with Tommy Dearden. Like, he's obviously going to debut tonight, mm. but um, he's just a real calm uh, ice cool sort of fellow, like nothing phases him. Yeah. So I'd say he's probably he's probably still asleep, just getting his getting his rest. <laughs> um, and then you got you know you got you probably well he's on the other sort of things like Fleggy's not even playing and he's he's probably out there bouncing around and getting ready for the game and firing up and <laughs> probably trying to tackle some of his mates or something. So they're always there's always different personalities, but um, that's what makes it a great team. When you played, what was the what was yeah. the the icebreaker? Not the icebreaker. What was the calming, or who was the calming influence? I mean, this was twenty ten, so part of the dynasty. Mal was in yeah. charge. He he had a lot of mentors yeah. around. Who or what calmed you down on game day? Well, I had um, I was lucky enough to have Jason Hetherington. Um, he was on the coaching staff back then, so <laughs> I used to love watching him play. He was just this real easygoing country fella from yeah. up north. Um, so I used to sit down and have a coffee with him or a cup of tea and just, we wouldn't even talk about footy. We'd just talk about, you know, a bit of work and back growing up in Kingaroy and him up north. Um, and I'm lucky enough to work with Kobe Heatherington and his son now at the Broncos. So uh, Jace was a, was a great um, great influence on, on my origin game. He just, whenever we talked about footy, he said, just go out there and play like you do for the Seagulls and you'll be fine. So... Um, you know that's that's a great thing about Queensland. They have a lot of lot of great players that are just really really good people. Yeah, outstanding stuff. Now I know you can't replace Cameron Munster, Tom Dearden yep. wearing the number six. Uh, what? T- t- tell me the decision behind the secrecy, as in who's going to start, who's not going to start. What? What? Who? Why? Where? Why? Why aren't we letting that out of the bag? <laughs> I mean, sure. I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't know. That's just that's just the way the way the way the billies are posted, and um, I think it's more just to you know keep it up their sleeve and yeah. and then a bit of the bit of the stuff before game. They'll, they'll find out that they'll have a New South Wales won't change the way they play too much. They'll they'll just try and replicate. They went in game two, and um and and you know we'll we'll worry about who who comes out there and does a great job for Queensland. Matty, as a former front rower, I reckon you'll be on the same page as this. Yeah, it doesn't yep. matter if Tom Dearden starts, if Cameron Munster starts, if Wally Lewis starts. They're not doing anything unless the pack is going forward, unless they're hurting New South Wales, unless they're putting Nathan Cleary on his backside every time he touches the ball. Yeah, 100%. And we, we spoke about that yesterday, the the team, when they get into the little units. You know, New South Wales were, were extremely good in game two. Um, you know, the likes of Jake Trevojevic and Payne Hass was there then. Um, and they'll, they'll try and do the same tonight. So... So our boys like our Josh, Josh Papalis and, and the, the, the Ben Hunt in the middle and all those blokes that are around that that area, you know, will we'll need to do a really, really good job. So um, if they don't go forward, then, yeah, like you said, the, the halfbacks and, the, and the, the speed men out wide don't get a good opportunity to do anything. Who's been in Papa's ear? Um, oh, Nate Miles has been great. Good. Cameron Smith's been great with him. Um, those boys that, that have, you know, you know, been there and played all that football, you know, um, 
and and Papa knows that he he he's in for a big game. He wants to lead lead that side around, and 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 especially through the middle, he wants to make a big impact there. So you know he'll have a lot of support with the rest of the pack. Um, everyone's talked about doing their job really well and, and rolling the sleeves up, and and that'll be where it's won won a loss tonight. What about the the record at? At Suncorp or Lang Park in, in deciders. There's been 12 deciders in Brisbane, and I throw Brisbane out because there was 2001 Alfie coming home at QE2 Stadium, but we've only lost yep. two. What, 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 what is it about the spiritual home? Oh, well, it's, you know, these, these guys, they, they, they love playing here at Suncorp. You know, I'm lucky enough that the Broncos have it as our home ground, and, and I remember playing here as a youngster that you just – you grow another leg when you play here. It's such an important place to play footy. You know, there's been so much history that's happened there. You know, the old Lang Park and now the new Suncorp. You know, the blokes of like Wally Lewis, Mal Meninga, you know, Arthur Beetson playing there. It's just, as a young kid, you, you watch the games that happen there and you just sort of like aspire to play. And then mm. when you go out there and you, you don't want to let your state down, you don't want to let the mate next to you down. And, and that's what Queensland bases everything on, right? right? They just have relationships with each other and, and the prestige of wearing that maroon jersey, and there's no better place to wear it than, than Suncorp. Well, I only played one game, and I got to play in Sydney, um, but I would have given you know anything to play one game at, at Suncorp um, with that maroon jersey on. One final one, mate. Origin traditions. Maybe when you were growing up as a kid, before you started playing, uh, what, what, what did you have? Did you have a, a set plan? What did you used to do to watch and leading up to the big game? Uh, I can't really remember. It was more about. Um, it was more about. Uh, I had a couple of mates who were New South Welshmen up in Kingaroy, so we'd have a bit of a game that that morning. We'd have a game of footy, and we'd be you know Queensland versus New South Wales, and it'd be an extra extra hard contact. And then in the Arvos, I used, used to go home and get ready to watch the game and watch it with mum and dad at home on the farm in Kingaroy. So it wasn't much of a tradition, really. It was just just a fact that it was a really special time and. Um, you know, a really time that I'd, I'd look back and cherish now, and then all those times watching it back home in Kingaroy. So, um, not, not too much of a tradition. Just wouldn't miss any games and, and just be there with the family. Love your work, mate. Good luck tonight. Go get them revved up. Well, maybe not too Go much before boys. the match. Thanks, all right. Please. Well done, Maddie. <laughs> Maddie Bell in there, uh, part of the assistants. Uh, well, part of one of Billy's assistants. Uh, he's brought in former Origin greats Matt Bellin making his Origin debut 2010. The one off. He had a bloke called Cam Smith in front of him. Probably the reason why he didn't play more Origins. But when Cam had an elbow injury, he stepped up into the fire. Origin decider day here in Queensland. Well, geez, we've got a good record, especially at the Cauldron. 1987. So let's cast our mind back there. It was the year Alan Langer debuted. It was the year Trevor Gilmeister debuted. Queensland needed to win 10-8. They won at Lang Park. Alan Langer, man of the match. The time will beat them, I think. The time will beat them. Queensland fans have gone crazy. Referee Dobbasaw says that's it. That's the ball game. The Winfield State of Origin Series has gone back to Queensland. Queensland have defeated New South Wales by 10 points to 8. We're counting down to kickoff. The Decider. Game 3, Suncorp Stadium tonight. This is SENQ's State of Origin Countdown on 693 SENQ. Uh, 12 minutes away, 13 minutes away from 10. I'm getting very excited. Counting down, I just want 8.05, 8.10 tonight to get around as quickly as possible. The State of Origin decider, Ben Davis with you until 12 o'clock today. I mean, I, I reckon I've I reckon I've reckon kicked something in the studio. I, I reckon I've, I, I've pulled a plug out that I shouldn't have. 
because I can't get the phone lines to work. I know I've had a few people text saying, hey, mate, we're trying to call. We can't get in. Uh, so the best way to reach me this morning, 0467 736 736. Put that in your phone now, 0467 736 736. Text me your origin traditions. What were they and what are they now? Have they changed much? Uh, Michael has done that. Thank you, Michael. Good morning, Ben. That 95 series, one player who was huge for Queensland that year, plus every other time he played, was Mark Coyne. Wasn't one of the biggest players, but he had skill and he bled Moran. He gets remembered for that try back in 94, but he had a massive influence on that 95 team. Michael, thank you. Well done. Speaking of that 95 team, Trevor Gilmeister after 10 o'clock tonight. But right now, if you are heading to the Cauldron tonight, Suncorp Stadium for the decider, what are you going to expect? And you know what? If you're not heading there, what are we going to see tonight on the telly? Because this has been a big week at Suncorp. We've had the Wallabies on Saturday night. Less than 24 hours later, Broncos playing the Dragons. Origin tonight. And then next week, end... We've got the soccer, Aston Villa and Leeds. So I think my next guest has not slept in about five days. He is the boss of Suncorp Stadium, Alan Graham. Morning. Good morning, Ben. How are you? Jeez, you sound sprightly for someone who hasn't slept for about five days. <laughs> How's the field holding up? Oh, mate. mate, the field itself is uh, is looking extremely well. Um, came through Saturday night uh, in remarkable fashion and, uh, and then Sunday there wasn't a lot of damage. So... You know, we're, we're going to expect a, and, and it does look like a, a fantastic track for tonight. And uh, and then we're hoping that, you know, we maintain reasonable condition for uh, for the football next Sunday. All right. Let's talk through the logistics of putting on an event such as this. Is this the biggest night of the year for you, State of Origin, or, or, or is there things that dwarf it? Oh, look, I think there, there are things that are comparable. I mean, the Magic Round is almost three mm. origins because you've got back-to-back-to-back, um, and the NRL do do an enormous number of activations around uh, around Magic Round, which is fantastic, um, and which they also do for Origin. So, you know, that in itself is a big one. You know, and a lot of the work started months ago. You know, a lot of the planning starts six months out. So, you know, there's so many logistics and so many... Uh, so many um, uh, pieces that need to go together, you know, to build the origin puzzle. So, you know, our guys have been working hand in glove with um, with the NRL for quite a long time. Obviously, things you know uh, sharpen up over the last last week, and uh, you know, we, we've had people here last night, for example, till two or three o'clock, you know, working on things, just getting things like lighting and uh, and other bits and pieces uh, together to make sure everything's going to go like clockwork tonight. So, a lot of work sure. goes into it. You know, yeah. my yeah, my team just you know, do an amazing job and particularly through this week, you know, it's uh, it's just such a massive week because, you know, it's not every week that you get, you know, uh, the Wallabies playing England, you then have a a, a, a rugby league game the next day, mm. then you have State of Origin and then you have two PL teams playing. So, uh, you know, it's a real challenge for them, but, you know, they've just done an amazing job and, uh, you know, I'm always so uh, uh, in admiration of the, the work that they do. Let's talk some numbers, Alan. We know supply chain shot, and I know uh, at our place we've been sort of thinking about what to put on the platter when it comes to state of origin food. How many, how many pies, chips, kegs of beer? Have you got those numbers? Yeah, look, um, things like um, uh, uh, chips. They're always the biggest, biggest seller. Mm. Um, we'll probably do twelve to fifteen thousand serves of those tonight. Probably five to six thousand pies. Hot dogs, probably eight thousand, somewhere around that. So they're they're probably the predominant ones. Um, 
I think the other um, the other important point to keep in mind is the corporate side of things. You know, our uh, our chefs um, will do something like five thousand plated meals tonight, which wow. is absolutely amazing. Not many, not too many restaurants would put that out in one night. <laughs> no, not at all. Not, what's the weirdest no. request you've had at the stadium? Oh, oh look, I don't think anything you know out of the box. Um, people people's tastes are obviously changing. We, we're getting a lot more requests for things like. Um, the vegan food and uh, and um, uh, uh, and those sorts of things. Yeah. People with you know with celiac that aren't able to eat um, yeah, wheat, etc. Yeah. So so gluten free. You know so there's a lot lots and lots of those sort of requests coming in. But look, nothing um, you know that's absolutely out of the box. All right. Well, you have got a big team there working around the clock to get it all ready tonight. The countdown is on. What are we, just over 10 hours and uh, 20 minutes away? So I know that big doomsday clock, well, I shouldn't call it that. It's just ticking in your office. So you've taken up very much uh, of your valuable time. So I appreciate it this morning, Al. Good luck and good hunting. Uh, thanks, Ben. Just one final message for everyone. You know, we, we do encourage people to come early. There's a great game on um, before Origin, we've got the uh, the schoolgirls, Queensland schoolgirls playing uh, New South Wales schoolgirls. So, you know, there's plenty of opportunity for people to get here earlier, avoid any last minute rush. You know, they can get in, get Re- their seat, really get good something point. to eat, something to drink, yep, and uh, and get comfortable for uh, for the big event. Outstanding, mate. Uh, cheer on the Maroons tonight and good luck. Thank you for your time. Alan Graham, he's the general manager of Suncorp Stadium, the Cauldron, the decider tonight. You'll be able to hear it here for this it's the decider. Game three, Suncorp Stadium tonight. This is SENQ's State of Origin Countdown on 693 SENQ. Yeah, four minutes past ten. Thanks for your company on this Origin Decider Day, SENQ 693 AM, Queensland's new home of sport, and we'll be taking you all the way through to that decider. Ben Davis with you until midday today. Straight after that, Sat, Scotty Sattler, Jason Matthew live from Gambaros. They'll take you through to three o'clock. And then Jace will kick it on further to that with Jared Wallace, a former Origin great, live from the four-quarter Suncorp Stadium Sports Day. Uh, and then Maroons Radio. Do not forget this call. On the SEN app, you have the choice of three calls. This is what we do at Queensland's new home of sport. We'll have the neutral call. Jimmy Smith, he'll be calling that with Andrew McCulloch. That's just the straight down the line call. If you're from the other side, the dark side, south of the Tweed, and you want to hear a blues call, well, Joel Kane will be doing that with Mark Spud Carroll. Actually, we'll be catching up with Spud after 11 o'clock today. Uh, but the call, the call to listen to with Bias Marone. We make no apologies for that. Mark Braybrook, Scott Sattler. Oh, and including Grant, our rookie recruit, Patty and Heels. They got a rookie recruit to help Sats and Mark Braybrook call all the action. They're on air from 7 o'clock tonight. They decided 10 past 8, which is, oh, not too far away now. Counting down. 10 hours to go. Cannot wait for this. We just heard the Queenslander call Trevor Gilmeister, who was captain of that side in 1995. He'll be along very, very shortly. But Earlier this morning, I know we just heard from him in the news, Cameron Smith, the GOAT. He was on with Patton Heels this morning from in the inner sanctum of the Maroons. And there was a lot of chat about Josh Papali, and I think this is going to be the key. A lot of chat, a lot of talk, but the time for talk is over, right? One of the great challenges is probably not to over-talk right now. It's all about doing tonight, not so much talking. No, you're exactly right, Heels. Um, I think that enough 
talking has been done throughout the week, um, throughout our preparation and our training sessions and our meetings and you know, developing a game plan for game three. Um, the most important thing now for these players is, is well, one, just relax throughout today. There's still <laughs> there's still yep. a fair, yeah. fair bit of time to burn before kickoff, but but certainly um, once they get to the stadium and they 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 get their gear on and they run out onto you know that that Suncorp Stadium turf, it's it's all about actions. It really is. It's it's all about their actions um, and how well they perform them, um, and just trying to do it for do it for longer than the yeah. Blues. Um, yeah. it, it's what it's it's what it's what Queensland did in Game One um, down in Sydney, and it's mm. why they come away with a really um, really strong victory down there, and they can do it again. Yeah. They just they can't rely on pulling on a maroon jersey and running out onto Suncorp and think that's going to do it for them. Yeah, they the got to get them home. Them. That's right. They can't rely on that. Certainly, you know they need to get their crowd their crowd behind them early, and that, and that that's always a, a positive. But it's it's going to be their actions that they perform for the eighty minutes okay. that get get them. A Papa Leahy, that early shot. Papa Lee <laughs> on Cleary, <laughs> mandatory. Yes. <laughs> well, yeah, no, don't worry. I've um, I've been watching Josh Papali pretty closely this week, and um, no, I've seen I've seen a I've seen a look in his eye that I haven't seen this series so far. Um, so I know he's 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 ready to go, boys. He's looking for a big one this match. Yeah, we we had Mark Hone on the show a little earlier today, mate, and uh, spoken like a true prop. He said, yeah, he said I want. Uh, I want Josh Papali here to really fire up and, and, and bend some lines in that first 20 minutes. Yeah, well, that's going to be his job, uh, Paddy. Um, you know, just with him being a starting prop and, and, and our most senior player, um, I think he'll take that responsibility on his shoulders and, and do a really good job. I think, um, as, I, as I mentioned, I just, I don't know, I think day one in camp, day one in camp, we, um, we sat down as a group and um, just spoke about uh, what happened over in Perth and, and what what we need to work towards for this game. And I could just I remember watching Josh sitting sitting down in his locker, um, just listening and, and watching and um, just that that focus that I spoke about. I just I hadn't seen it in the first two camps. So I think um, yeah, I think the big fellow will be in for a special one tonight. Music to the ears of every Maroons fan. Cam Smith, early this morning on Patton Heels. That is exactly what we need from Josh Papali. 0467 736 736 is the text line. I'd love to take your calls this morning, but I've I've done something to the phones. I've Anyway, text us. And you know what? If you've got a question for the axe, Trevor Gilmeister, on Origin Day, now is your chance, a direct line to Gilly, because he is on the line. Trevor, happy Origin Day to you. Oh, how good is it, Benny? I've been out this morning and it's Brisbane's a buzz, isn't it? You know, so it's uh, everyone's pumped up, you can tell, and and people are tooting and, you know, and they're waving and I'm going, yeah, how good is this? You know, so something... <laughs> Something must be on tonight, Ben. I'm not sure. You know what the best omen for me was, Trevor, this morning? The fog. And being a fog yeah. yourself, a former Origin great, oh. hey, see? It doesn't. It's all, it's all Let's lining up. Let's look at all the positives, can't we? Yeah, look exactly. Look at all the positives. Hey, Gilly, question without notice. And I've been asking this morning, Origin traditions and what we used to do. Yep. Um, 
and maybe we still do. Have you seen a lot of Marone out? Have you seen? Do you remember the the butchers used to have the Marone sausages yep. and the and the bakeries used to have the the cakes and cocoa? Have you seen anything out on your travels this morning? Yeah, uh, yeah, roadie road meats, mate. They've had their uh, the Marone <laughs> flags up, and uh, I haven't. I'm not, not sure if Brad's got um, Marone sausages there, but they normally have something going on. And well, uh, he's got time. Yeah, mate, he's I, got time. He's got nine yeah, exactly hours and fifty nine right. minutes. So come on, Brad. And, uh, <laughs> and they're very good. Yeah. <laughs> I expect that meat train turning up in your place too. Because quietly, <laughs> what about the plug? Can't get in. Hey, Trevor, you, you just heard Cameron Smith there. I know we've been talking yeah. about Tom Deard and Cam Munster. Who's going to wear the six? Who's going to play? Look, big out for sure. But you know what? You could have Wally Lewis. You could have Darren Lockyer in the halves. Jonathan Thurston. But if the forwards yeah. aren't going forward, like game two, where we did have Cameron yeah. Munster, it doesn't matter who plays in the halves, we're no chance. So you've got to have those forwards going forward, mate. yeah? No, no, you're, you're, no, you're right on the money. Um, and I, I've heard uh, Smithy say, you know, Josh is, uh, you know, prime, which is great there. Because he's been a little bit quiet for his standard, you know what I mean? So he's been a colossus you know, for Queensland, you know, over quite a few years now. And, you know, I would like to see him, uh, Lindsay Collins, Tino, um, and Pat Carrigan when he when he comes on, you know, mm. just rip in that middle and, and get us going forward, mate. And um, but I I really like to see a little bit of variety uh, around our ruck as well to move those big those big boppers. New South Wales have got um, you know especially Junior Paulo, uh, Jacob Saifidi, those blokes to, to to move them around a little bit to get them a little bit fatigued, and, and that's when. Um, uh, Tommy Dean and DCE and Benny Hunt and them blokes could take advantage of that. So I just like to, not so much, you've got to do your hit-ups, there's no doubt about that, yeah. but a little bit of, create a little bit of uh, deception on who's going to get the footy to move those big fellas around. I am speaking to Queensland's Minister of Defence, Trevor Gilmeister, and Gilly, yeah, you spoke about hit-ups, but, but we all know origin is about moments. It can be one shot, yeah. once, and you know this more than anyone. I mean, you've pulled off more than anyone, mm. some of these shots. You, you need a Josh Papali, you need a Lindsay Collins, yep. but I reckon it's prime for Josh to just, well, as Heel said a little bit earlier, just smash them. And well, we, We've seen him seen him do it a number of times as well, and he's that perfect build too. Like, he's just a block of cement, you know what I mean? Like he, he, and, and he can get down under the ball, you know, and that's what I like to see him. Rather than hit on the ball, I'd rather, like to see Josh use his shoulder and maybe break a few ribs tonight, Ben. That would be nice. Yeah. Okay. Now, now we Actually, Trevor, I, I should I should have mentioned earlier. To, so we've had choppy. On, we've had choppy on this morning. Oh, okay. And he's oh, taken okay. the he, he's taken the heat off you. I mean, look, that wasn't too I bad about had. breaking. No, there exactly. He yeah, he was yeah, very yeah. passionate and he was very colourful yeah. in his language. So I'm glad you just went with busting ribs there. That's very good. We'll just leave it at yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Hey, look, if you missed choppy close too, download the SEN app and all the podcasts are there. It is well worth listening to on this origin day. So straight after this show finishes, I'd be listening to that because he had the hairs on the arms standing up with everything that was Moreau. Gilly, I'm going to put this one to you. I know in uh, 2006, and we've heard this, we heard it from Adam Mogg on Monday, he said that series where New South Wales won three in a row leading into it, Yep. Stephen Price, Petro and Lockie all got taps on the shoulder to say this is it, boys, from Mel. If you don't aim up in this series, if you don't win this series – it's the end of origin for you blokes. Could the same be yeah. said about Josh Papali tonight, considering the young forwards coming through, but also no Christian Welsh there. He's got to be a walk-up start next year. Is this now or never for Josh Papali? 
Well, I wouldn't say now and never, but I mean, it, it, he's in the twilight part of his career. There's no doubt about that. And and I know Josh personally, and he's a lovely fella. But we need to, you know, he needs to turn into a bit of a mongrel once he gets on the field, you know, uh, tonight. And and, I, and I'm sure he'll do that. And I listen to Smithy. That's so good to hear that, you know, he's got the the glint in his eye, and mm. you know, he's 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 thinking about what he's going to do because he's really a pretty laid back character, Josh. And um, but once he gets in that field tonight, I think you'll see a different person. You know what I mean? So I'm really looking forward to seeing that. Um, hopefully the um, the rest of the forward pack too as well can get on top. And that's what we did in the first game, didn't we, Ben? We got on the front foot. Yeah. Uh, we got you know the the fellas uh, found their front, quick play the balls. Um, so yeah, this is I mate. This is, there's a buzz around Brisbane as I said before, um, and I reckon you know that it's going to be one of the best games we'll see for a long, long time tonight. Um, obviously, New South Wales in red-hot form over there in Perth. But here we go. One-all decider. Suncorp Stadium, mate. Doesn't get any better. We are speaking to Trevor Gilmeister, the Axe on Origin Morning, SENQ 693am. It is Queensland's new home of sport, 0467 736 736. That's the text line. If you've got a question for Gilly, we'll put it to him this morning uh, as we head into and count down to Origin 3. Uh, Gilly, Erin has done just that. She's not a question to you. She's out at Chermside West. She said, my auntie used to own a bakery and every Origin game they'd make maroon cupcakes. They'd sell out before lunch. If you've seen well, any bakery... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's okay. That's nice. But that's not oh, wait, hang on. Well, what else, what else is a bakery supposed to do, Gilly? Well, that's right. I know. You know, <laughs> you know bread, bread rolls and, you know... Maroon, maroon bread rolls. There's only, there's only so much you can do, isn't there? You know, really, to be honest. You know, so... Maroon pie doesn't look too flash, does it? You think it's it's gone off or something, doesn't it? When you look at it. I'd, I'd still eat one. Oh, yeah, there's nothing about that. <laughs> Better than a blue one. I'd, I'd fight you for it. Yeah, no, that's a fair. Actually, you know, if, if you're a business and you are doing something today for Origin, well, we'll give you a plug. Shout it out. Let us know. Yeah. 0467 736 736. We'll let you know and we'll, we'll, we'll drive the business. If you've, you've gone to the effort and you've done it, we, we want to know about it. Uh, now, Gilly, Origin Traditions. Origin traditions, and that's the other question I've yep. been asking everyone on, on Origin Day, Origin Morning. What are your traditions, or what did they used to be? I know times have changed now. Obviously, we're not seeing the cupcakes as much or the, the butchers. What, what did you do as a kid growing up on Origin Morning, and who did you look forward to watching the most? Well, after school, I remember all my family, all my uncles and aunties that all come around our place, and it was always a barbecue, you know, you know like yeah, that. Right. and then, you know, my, my uncles and, and my father and that, you know, that would be about, because obviously we didn't have the big screen TVs those days either. So we we're all kind of scrunched in there, about 20 of us trying to watch the TV, yeah. you know, I mean, like, and yeah, yeah. And, and some would get in the way and you couldn't, you know, and it was just a, it was just a, something that you always wanted to watch, you know what I mean? And, and we had Dad had put a barbecue on, you know, obviously midweek as well. So it used to be Tuesday nights, if you remember, That's right. you know, years ago. And, um, you know, and and even uh, businesses tell me that, you know, their production goes up once Queensland wins. If they <laughs> the win next day. Before. Well, you're right. Yeah, it's, the, yeah. it's the barometer yeah. of a state, isn't it? We all yeah. wake up tomorrow in yeah. whatever mood, depending on the result. Well, it is. Yeah. And, mate, uh, and, and I am biased, but it's the best rivalry. So are we. 
SEN Kalgoorlie. We're the home of sport in Queensland. Yeah, exactly right. Exactly. <laughs> it's the place 100%. to be biased. <laughs> of course it is. And, and like, it's, it's the best rivalry in Australia for sport. And, mm. and um, you know, the origin. And, and I know, as I said, being over in Perth, that's talking to a lot of AFL people, they're so jealous of state of origin. They wish they still had their origin they used to have years ago. Um, you know, it's, it's so hard for clubs. Clubs don't want players to play because they get hurt, mm. you know, in those certain uh, in, in those games. And, and it possibly could be the best rivalry in, in world sport. Who knows? I, I don't know. But, I mean, I haven't been around the world, Benny. You might have been. But, yeah, but um, it's, it's, it's a great uh, rivalry and, yeah. and we've just got to be careful we don't lose it. Find, find me one bigger. There we go. Trevor's laid out the challenge. If you've got a bigger yeah. rivalry in world sport, let us know. 0467 736 736. Yes, we're unashamedly biased. We do have our maroon blinkers on. But if there's a bigger rivalry in world sport, maybe maybe it's in the grand final with the Ashes, Gilly. Maybe it's in the grand final yeah, with, yeah, with, yeah, with, yeah. With, with Cricket's Ashes. Yeah. Hey, quick one. Before we let you go, oh, I'm trying to get your side of things, and I know you've been asked this question a hundred times, but we had Choppy on before, as I mentioned, Chris Close, team manager in 1995. He's in your hotel yep. room, which was basically a hospital ward. You're on a drip before that game three. Mm. Fatty, Choppy, and yourself. When the doctor said he could die, as in you could die if you play yeah. in Suncorp Stadium, and Choppy's response was... Well, what better place to go? Well, I, <laughs> what was your I, response I could, I to that? I couldn't think of a better place to die, Chubby said. Yeah, I said, oh, shit, that's a not real flash. But anyway, and uh, I thought, well, yes, that's not a, you know, not a bad point. Uh, but, you know, I don't really want to die. But I, I, um, I think, uh, you know, we're a fair chance of winning here in this game. So <laughs> the doc said, the only reason he's allowed to play if he goes back to hospital after the game. I said, well, happy days. And Fatty said, said, mate, if I got a chance to, to lead Queensland, we're going to win again. 3-0 victory to hold that shield up at Lang Park and in front of that massive crowd. And they're all screaming about Maroons. Yeah. Um, he said, mate, I'd do it. I said, well, why didn't you say that half an hour ago? <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about yeah. doctors. Don't worry about Choppy. Just like, yeah, that's a really oh, good point yeah. out there. Oh, Dr. Choppy. Yeah, that's a, he's a real good doctor, Choppy. <laughs> Gilly, pleasure as always. Rip in uh, tonight uh, from wherever you are watching it. I know you'll be at the stadium. I know you'll be on the news tonight with Sam. Yep. We'll be looking for those expert comments there. Trevor Gilmeister, the Axe, Queensland's Minister of Defence here on SENQ 693 AM Queensland new home of sport 0467 736 736 it is the decider there have been 12 of them here in Brisbane over the years the course of origin New South Wales have only won two one of them was in 1991 it was the series when Wally and MG went to town Suncorp Stadium or Lang Park as it was back then 1991 played by Wally Lewis it's all Easily the best series in origin history. Is it your last one? Yeah, that's it, mate. I've got a little girl to look after now. Hello. We're counting down to kickoff. The decider. Game three, Suncorp Stadium tonight. This is SENQ's State of Origin Countdown on 693 SENQ. 
Yeah, thanks for your company this morning, Origin Decider. Wow, we are looking at that. What are we, nine hours, 36 minutes away? We cannot wait, SENQ. Keep it locked in here all day. We will count down uh, until we call that match. Now, Dipper, who was at Eight Mile Plains, he sent that text through earlier talking about how they have the neighbours over now and they start with eight to ten bottles of Prosecco. And I was questioning that, about eight to ten bottles, truth. But he said, look, it's no hangover fluid. Really? From Prosecco? No hangovers? I wouldn't know. I'm not going through eight to ten bottles, though. All right, let's head behind enemy lines now. Michelle Bishop from the Seven Network and from SEN, of course, is right front and centre embedded with the Blues. Brandy Alexander has just had his media conference. Michelle, what did he have to say? Guys, talk about talking to me in the thick of it. We are literally on the team walk. Burn, baby, burn. Can you hear the boot box? Where are they, Michelle? Where are they? Where are they going We're for We're in the middle of Brisbane, just left the Western, um, making our way to um, a local park where they'll obviously, you know, throw the ball around and, uh, you know, stretch the yeah. legs a little bit. But um, and let me tell you, the supporters in Queensland for New South Wales, there's a few. No, no, we, we've got border no, control, don't is. we? Should we shut the border? No. <laughs> so, what, well, okay, well, paint the picture for us, Michelle. What are you saying? There's a lot of blue jerseys around? There's, um, well, there is. There's lots of little kids that have been camped outside the Western for quite some time, since the early hours of me doing sunrise. Mm. Um, and, you know, just get, obviously trying to get autographs. And it's been really tough to watch. I mean, I saw Dale Fanuke and it nearly broke his heart not being able to grab the pen and, and do a you know sign a sign a jersey because the protocols are just that tight this close to the game. It was um, obviously you know not worth risking anything with COVID. We've seen what's happened with the Maroons, but painting the picture, the whole team is uh, and, and the staff are all plenty of media making their way down near Queen Street now. Um, the boombox, as you as I said, is is blaring. Um, they're in very jovial moods. Uh, yeah, they all got smiles on their faces, lots of waving. Uh, they're, they're quite popular. This is something I haven't seen in Queensland for quite some time. <laughs> Michelle, as I keep saying, every hero needs a villain, so that's why we need the Blues. What was the main focus, the main points coming out of uh, their coaching squad in with uh, Brandy and his media conference? Well, look, you know how much I love Brandy. I work with Brandy every morning, but I was a bit dirty. I was winking the eye, putting the thumbs up, saying, <laughs> come on, champ, what's going on? In terms of the, the starting side, because, of course, Brad Fittler told us yesterday that Jacob Safidi would be dropping back to the bench um, and, and Junior Paulo would be starting. Um, and then the team list gets, uh, you know, sent out this morning and it, and it doesn't read that. It, it has um, Jacob starting, but Brandy wasn't giving anything away at all. So we're still, we're, we're back to that whole Marone situation, keeping us all guessing. My money is that uh, Jacob Safidi will actually start. Um, and that's purely because of the conversation I had with his mum last night. She didn't say that. She didn't reveal anything, but she certainly hesitated when I asked what was happening <laughs> with that situation. <laughs> I just got the sense that she couldn't say a great deal. But um, uh, Brandy said the boys are all... Yeah, mum does know best. Uh, kids, if you're listening, did you hear that? Um, but let me tell you, in terms of uh, their, their focus, um, very focused, uh, we, we haven't asked Brandy about nerves um, you know, is there someone in control of that, overseeing the next couple of hours, especially with the likes of Jacob, who is about to embark on something huge, uh, debuting in front of such a hostile crowd there at Suncorp Stadium? And he said, look, no, not really. They're all professional athletes. They've done this sort of stuff before. Obviously not this this big in terms of Jacob, but it's pretty much all just, you know, routine and They'll do everything they can to expel as much energy as possible, enough, obviously, to, to play the game. But just, uh, you know, settle the nerves and some will go back to their room this afternoon and read books and watch uh, videos or do call videos anymore. That's a bit old. 
uh, Netflix, um, and just you know take their mind off the game until they actually have to have switch on, um, and, and that'll sort of start to happen probably I'd imagine around four or five o'clock. That's the thing, Michelle, isn't it? We've had a videos, day. D- DVDs, they're gone too, so it's all streaming. Uh, Michelle Bishop, <laughs> our guest, well, behind. In my day, it was real to real. Beta. Was it Betamax? Uh, Michelle Bishop, Something SEN like and the Seven Networks. Michelle Bishop behind enemy lines embedded with the Blues. Now, Michelle, that's what they're doing. Okay, great. Now, tell us, the when the questions were posed about what the Maroons are doing to the Blues, what were their answers? What are their thoughts on Queensland in COVID chaos? No Munster. Ooh. You know that line, we're focusing on ourselves? Oh, stop That same it. Really? old line that gets pulled out from both camps time and time again, week in, week out at NRL clubs. Really? Oh, yeah, we're, we're looking at it, but we're really focusing on what we can do and what we can bring to the table. Do they same think old, same old. Start? I bet you Yeah, I actually, actually that, I do think that. I think that's very much the case. Do they um, think that? Did, what, what, was, what was the answer there when you asked? That's, that's kind of where they're, where they're aiming at as well. I'm, I'm pretty sure they think, you know... Uh, that, that Tommy will, will get his chance. Um, but again, really keeping their, their cards close, close to their chest. I, I was saying, Brandy, come on, give me something, give me anything. Yeah. But he very, uh, had the professional head on today as he, as he has to. Um, but I do love the fact that I am very comfortable with the fact that he said that they're all, uh, you know, just in, in good moods, they're all in good spirits. And, and it is, you do watch for that about this time um, because there's been, you know, times in the past where they've been on the walk and everyone's sort of got heads down and, you know, not, not embracing what's actually going on. They're, they're, I, I guess, you know, you, you guys have been there and done it before. Do you, do you play the game in your head too much yeah. on game day? Um, I, I just think their mindset at the moment, all the work that they've done, they did the breathing exercises in the pool, uh, with, with Nam, like, uh, you know, talking about being in the moment and being able to, uh, you know, breathe and make decisions that are obviously going to work for you rather than panic and that sort of stuff. I think they've done a lot of work um, in this series. They're very relaxed. I will say, though, I, d- I did say last series, uh, sorry, last time game in Perth, the intensity of their training was, I hadn't seen it before. I hadn't seen it even at an NRL level. And I haven't seen that this time. I can't say that that's what I saw at at the last couple of training sessions, which is a bit of a, oh, in my stomach. But anyway, maybe they're just too good and they don't need it. No, brilliant. Michelle, you couldn't have said it any better (laughs) because you are right exactly where we need you, lulling the New South Wales team into a false sense of security. So I love that. No monster, no worries. (laughs) What breathing exercises? You're sure you weren't staying at Mullumbimby or it was definitely Kingscliff on the other side of the border? (laughs) Yeah. Brad, the new age, no. the earthing, the, the the walking with no shoes and the breathing exercises. Oh, look, he's had and fighter pilots come in. He's had Alex Volkanovski, the the, the uh, UFC fighter. Um, he just yeah, they dig deep, don't they? They they cover a lot of ground. But I have to say, I've um I've been taking a little bit of uh, some some of the things I've learned, especially the breathing when you're in tough situations. I'm um yeah taking that on board. Namaste, Thanks, Michelle. Brady. Namaste. Thank you, Michelle Bishop, <laughs> behind enemy lines. Uh, Sen. Zone and of course seven as well. We'll see what happens in a well, just over nine hours' time. Freddie Fitler hasn't he changed? Hey, hasn't he changed? I bet you is he vegetarian as well or vegan? I wouldn't. Yeah, he is. Yeah, see that doesn't surprise me either. Very different though to two thousand and five, Brad Fitler. And we talk about the great record that Queensland has here in deciders, but there were two times where the Blues got up two thousand and five was one of them. Freddie was part of it. Game three, 32 to 10, New South Wales. John's to Menzies. Menzies, cow gets it. Try, try, try. Again, 
31st, the 47th, and the We're 64th minute. The decider. Game three, Suncorp Stadium tonight. This is SENQ's State of Origin Countdown on 693 SENQ. Nine hours, 23 minutes away. We cannot get enough of it. And Origin Royalty is in the house. Gary the Badge Belcher. I thought Wally Lewis had just walked in. The king. The king's here. Oh, you've played with him. You've played with many. And and, and, and I know we've been talking about Dearden and, and Munster and who's not there and who will be there. But yes. but the, the biggest point to me that I brought up with Trevor Gilmeister, again, a former teammate of yours, that... Um, you need the forwards to fight. Oh, and look, you've played with some of the best, too. You're so, you're so right, Benny. You do. And, and people, you know, around this time of the year talk about how who's going to win and by how much. And they're going to miss Munster. And they, of course they are. But um, the flash players can't get the job done unless you've got, you know, those uh, those units up the middle that mm. are just winning that battle. And uh, Queensland's got some really good ones. I hope Josh Papalia gets more time. Yeah. Um, but back in my day, you know, it was, um, it was Sammy Bacco and Marty Bella and Greg oh, Dowling and blokes yeah. that – up against some of the all-time greats too, you know, yeah. Blocker and Co. and, and Peter Tunks, and there were some some real weapons playing, and, and Les Davidson, some great players for the that, Blues. That, that, but that's we had what a good I miss, run. Badge. I'm thinking of Ciro and Rochi, but even yeah. Sam Becker, they the tape around the years. Why don't we yeah. do tape around the years oh. anymore? Well, because they're not really packing scrums. That was to stop them from getting Trevor Gilmister kind of ears. You work with Gilly <laughs> all the time. Out, yeah. But, you know, big – and people might – look, if, if you if you haven't been around footy as long as I have and, and, and you have, Betty, and – um, you might know Sammy Bacco, but he's just this big. I played club footy with him before he, at the Raiders before mm-hmm. he came to Brisbane. He's just this big unit, and and almost oh, he was he was he was just like they just dragged him straight off the land. He is actually voted Origin player most likely to marry outside his own species. That's Sammy <laughs> Bacco for you. But I, I I remember I remember we had this meet and and it was a long longer story. We had a meeting because we'd lost the first game in '87, and we and we'd lost the '86 series three 0 and. Been beaten in 85. So Queensland was on the brink of three straight series losses, which was, you know, uh, before that had won everything. Mm. So Wayne Bennett had a meeting and 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 uh, we were talking about all the – it was actually where we came up with the Queenslander call in that meeting in 87. Um, and the fa- it was Fatty Vorton's idea. People might still think it was Billy Moore, but that was many years later. Yeah. Um, anyway, after – at the end of the meeting, Wayne said, oh, you know, you, that's great. You come up with this and call to arms. And he said, but I'll just tell you, there's two blokes in this room. If they don't – if they don't aim up – we cannot win this game. And I, I, rec- I looked around, I thought, oh, geez, I hope it's not me. And everyone's thinking, please don't be me, because he's pretty harsh, Wayne. And he just looked at these two blokes sitting in the front. He said, I'm talking about you two front rowers. And he said, I'll start with you, Marty. He said, um, your problem is that Marty Bella, that big brain of yours, Marty. He said, because Marty's a physiotherapist, but he, you'd think he's a rocket scientist. He's a very clever bloke. But he said, Marty, it's football. It's you're a front rower. Put your brains away. Leave them in the dressing room. Stop trying to be clever and pass and stand out. Just hit the ball up. And if you get another chance in the set of six, hit it up again and get a quick play of the ball. And if someone runs out, you smash them. That's it. that simple, Marty. Stop trying to be smart. And Marty's sitting there going, oh, he's just shaking his head going, oh, yeah, okay, okay, I've been told. And he turns to Sam and he said, Sam, we're talking brains. This is big Sam. We're talking about brains. You haven't got Marty's problem. And Sam, he goes... <laughs> Sammy's sort of sitting there, and then he said, hey, Sam, stop trying to be a 5'8 or a centre. You're flicking balls out. Just Marty hits it up, you hit it up. Marty jumps on someone, you jump on top of him again. Just smash him up the middle. It's all you've got to do. Anyway, he's, and then Wayne just said, you got it? And they sort of both sat there and shake their head, shook their heads, and then he just walked out. And we're all sitting there going, oh, is the meeting over? What? This is the day before the game or two days before the game. And 
So we all walked out and I'm, I'm walking right at the back and Sam's there. And I thought, and Marty's kicking cans, he's shattered. And, and then Sam's behind him and Sam's got a bit of a spring in his step. And I said, hey, you right with that, Sam? Well, geez, he gave it to you. And he said, what do you mean? Wayne thinks I'm smarter than Marty. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's saying you get, no. Okay. Dead set. They went out. Those two, outstanding, uh, great. You know, they just led the way. Um, as did you know, Big GD. I saw him yesterday whenever he had to. And they were always supposed to be better than, than the Queens. And that, that gave Alf and Wally and yeah. Mal and Gina all that space to do stuff. But, um, and hopefully that's the, the case tonight when the, uh, the big Queensland players can get the job done Just up the middle. Don't think about it. Do it. Yeah, absolutely. One of the things I loved, Badge, growing up watching you, you and Gary Jack with those kicking duels. Oh, did we do? No, don't bring them up. <laughs> Why? Because the one that I, the only one I, I've ever seen replayed, I've had, I've actually, it looked like Gary Jack could kick better than me. I'm shattered. <laughs> he couldn't kick a football. Well, the reason I mention that is kicking is and could play a big part tonight yeah. because we've we've unearthed in rugby league the super boot. In Burton. I know oh, he plays the other team. He's got a little hammy twinge and he's going to have to put it away. I'm hoping anyway. <laughs> they're free. They're, yeah, they're they talk, are. They're talk, he, he talks about aiming at spider cam, the, the camera over the top of the What happens stadium. if it hits it? Who gets oh, the ball? Well, exactly. I don't know. Is it play on? Mm, get rid of that spider cam. Yeah. Yeah. Corio, it's the back three. Yeah, and they've been there and they done They've got that. a job to do. Yeah. It's tough. It is tough. It, it, really important, just worry about the first kick. Get it right and then yeah. you go from there. And if you put it down, good luck for the rest of the <laughs> night because it can be a bit of a, a shaky night. Uh, hey, I heard I saw Roycey Simmons. Mm. If I got time to quickly tell you yesterday, and he's in he's in good nick despite all the the stuff. And he, they've raised a lot of money for dementia. And the Fogs chipped in, and Brilliant. he was at the Fogs lunch, and he was talking about when he one of his early Origin games, and Roy, um, Ron Willie called him in the coach. June, Wayne Pierce is the captain, and he said, "Roycey, I got a special job for you, mate. I want to make you the vice captain." He went, "They've never had vice captains before." He said. You know, it's it's not official, but you're the vice captain. He said, oh, what do you want me to do, Ron? He said, first scrum, I want you to punch Greg Dowling in the head. And he said, oh. <laughs> he said, well, okay, okay. Well, and, and what do you think is going to happen then? He said, well, then Greg Dowling's going to punch you in the head. And he said, and then I think, and then he said, I'm going to line up blocker to, to give it to Greg Dowling and it'll be on. And Royce said, I've got an idea, Royce. Why don't you make Blocker the vice captain? <laughs> <laughs> Cut oh, out the middleman. <laughs> outstanding stuff. There's that's something else. We don't that get blues in Origin anymore, do we? No, we, uh, no, we don't. Everyone wants it, but uh, we don't need it. It's, it's a great game. Miles and Gallon. It was one of the last ones. We know Nate Miles has been in Josh Papalihi's ear too. This uh, this this campaign. So has maybe he? tonight. Well, we never know. No, no never one will go near it. Josh Papalihi. They they're Good. all too scared of him. Good. Good. Big day ahead for you, Badge. Thank you. Thank you for dropping by. It's Great coming to up to, to seven minutes away from 11. It is Decider Day here in Queensland. It's the Decider. Game three, Suncorp Stadium tonight. This is SENQ's State of Origin Countdown on 693 SENQ. And that countdown is nine hours, six minutes away from kickoff at the Cauldron, one of the most anticipated games that we have seen in recent memory until we go back to last year or the year before that. Uh, look, on the text line, 0467 736 736. That's how you get through to us this morning. I know I've touched something. I've pulled a cord. I've done something with the phones. So texting is the way to share your origin traditions, your origin memories. What do you do on game day? 
Well, what did you used to do? Because life has changed a little bit in 2022. What have you seen? What have you get? What do you get up to? Do you get the maroon? Do you get the blue out? Do you have people over? What, what is it? The tradition at your place, 0467. 736 736. I've got a $50 voucher to give away to the Sporting Globe. It's either up here in Brizzy at Chermside, down the coast at Rabina, if you're listening on 620 SENQ down there. We have had Dipper texting through this morning. He's out at Eight Mile Plains and he talks about getting the neighbours over and they go through eight to 10 bottles of Prosecco. <laughs> I know. Are you right? Exactly. As well as as well as food, but eight to ten bottles of prosecco. And I sort of called him out on that, going, "Hang on, what?" And he said, "Mate, we've been doing this for." He's come back, Dipper. He said, "Mate, we've been doing this for years now. We still drink beers and rumbos, but on Origin Night, it's all prosecco. We get as full as a doctor's wallet, and we all wake up like we haven't had a drink in the morning. Prosecco. What's in it? What's in it that you don't wake up with a hangover?" Oh four six seven seven three six seven three six. Uh, the Maroons are about to go on their team walk. We'll take you right into the middle of that. Caddy Brown on the other side uh, of this, and then once they complete that walk through the middle of town to burn off the nerves of butterflies, just to expend some of that energy, uh, we'll hear and take you direct to their media conference. Before we do that, though. Patton Heels this morning, they spoke to the coat. The coat. How about the goat? Cameron Smith. He is inside Camp Marode from the inner sanctum. Spoke about a myriad of topics, but also the big one. The big one that comes down to what could get the Maroons or the Blues across the line, and that's just the origin fatigue. Hey, Smithy, were you ever on the edge of exhaustion? Like you just played like the accountant and, and did the 80 minutes of every game. <laughs> but but a lot of yeah. players go to the edge a lot of times in these matches. Oh, heels. Yeah, I was, mate. And, and probably one of the one of my strong suits in my game was that I was able to not to, not to show that pain yeah. or to show that, that, that um, fatigue. Um, it's just I don't know I don't know why I was able to do that. Um, maybe through the training I did at Melbourne, but but it's exactly why State of Origin is so special and it's so unique is that it pushes players to places they've never been before, mm. both men- both mentally and physically, and and it really is it's it's about who wants to be in that situation of of uncomfortableness and, and pain and who can actually push through that. It's, it's really hard to describe to people that haven't sort of had the opportunity to, to be out there and, and playing these style of, of, of games is that it's not like club football. It, it really isn't. Um, it's what separates it from every other game of football that you'll ever play. And there's moments where you just, you, you can hardly lift your legs, but somehow your brain has got to tell your body to keep going and just keep going and make another tackle and carry the football one more time. And at some stage, if you do that enough, you're just waiting for the opposition to crack. And then all of a sudden you get your second win and away you go. Yeah. Um, it's just it's just what this game's all about. It's, it's about who wants to stick into those tough times the longest. Um, and then whoever comes out the other side, that usually they're the ones that are lifting the shield at the end. It just gives you tingles, doesn't it? All down the back of the neck, the hairs are rising. Cameron Smith with a fascinating insight to State of Origin. And they talk about Origin moments, but it can come down to that. He was on Patton Heels this morning. 
going through what players go through, they don't show that hurt. They don't show that pain. And it's who is willing to turn up next that will get the job done. And to me, that's why Queenslanders have dominated in origin deciders. There's just something in our DNA, in our blood, being the underdog, being written off, which is exactly where we are tonight in the face of no Cameron Munster. Let's take you straight into the Maroons camp. They are now on the streets of Brisbane going for their traditional walk. It's to burn off that energy, that nerves, just to to get the blood flowing. Katie Brown, SEN Zone and Seven News' reporter of Rugby League is right there in the thick of it. Katie, good morning to you. Hello. Happy Origin Day. I'm just waiting. You, we've called it a great time because the Queensland Maroons are due any second. You know where they're doing their um their little kick is at the Magistrates Court here in Brisbane. How random. Hank, sorry. <laughs> what? <laughs> I know. I know. It's what, in, 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 um, in the in the in the sort of in the court forecourt area of the Magistrates Court. Yeah. Oh God! There's so yes. many, there's so many lines there, Katie. So many lines, but oh, we won't go there. Look. We won't go there. <laughs> okay. No. <laughs> um, I, wow. Who chose? Oh, because it's they're staying. They're staying close by, aren't they? That's yeah. that's the reason they're doing yeah. that. About, yes. About 150 meters away. So no. they're just um, they're what 20 meters from me right now. And um, look, everybody who's got their day in court today is at least going to have. Something nice to see before they go inside. So. All right. Well, well, what, what do they do? What do they do on these walks, Katie? Back, 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 back in my day, because I sound like a parent mm. now, back when I was coming, it used to be a game of cricket. I'm tipping they're not ripping a cricket bat and ball out here in the middle of the magistrate's court, no? What are they, what are they doing? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Could you imagine how dangerous that would be? Yeah. Uh, no, they're not. They're just going to have a bit of a kick. I don't even know how they're going to play backs and forth actually kicking because probably for the best part of 25 metres by 25, I reckon we've got. Uh, and they just loosen it up. They have a bit of a kick, bit of a giggle. They try and catch the ball uh, one-handed. And Tommy Deaton's actually pretty good at the game, might I add. Um, and then they'll stretch and giggle and walk off and, yeah, save their energy for tonight. All right. The the mood this week, it's just been all up and down, hasn't it? The fact that um, COVID ruled out Cam Munster, Murray Tawalangi, and then they've brought in Tom Dearden uh, into the starting lineup, and then also uh, Corey Oates as well. What, what, what have you seen covering this series from game one to game two and now game three? I think it's the, the mood, the lead-in. Like how we were at seven and SEN going – what are we going to talk about today in the lead up to game one? Because it was so boring because everything was just working perfectly. And then Queensland get that win. Then we're like, all right, we're winning. We're on the winning trail. And then over in Perth, they get spanked. And then now COVID. So it turned into this uh, cyclone. And I guess it's it's famous every year for something happening Mm. in origin in the lead up to one game. And I think this is it. And if Queensland can pull it off, which I... 110% 110% believe they can do tonight at Suncorp Stadium, then uh, we're in for a bit of history. Only a 100% Ben, teeth back in, here we go. Only 110% confident Katie Brown of, of her victory tonight uh, for the Maroons. 0467 736 is how you can get in touch today. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram as well at SENQLD Facebook, same thing and Grab a podcast of the show. We are on air, we are online, and we are on your phone. Katie, is there much of a crowd 
out there in front of the magistrate's court? Do, do they know what they're about to witness here on Origin Morning? And are there many maroon jerseys, caps, scarves? Do we wear scarves in Queensland? Okay, look, yeah, we do. We do today because it's freezing. Mm. Um, there was a family who just came up and they're like, what's going on? And I said, your team's about to be here. So there is. There's a good three or four Queensland Maroons fans with beanies and scarves on. Um, and now they've just been really blown off their feet um, mm. and surprised with the whole entire team. Hey, Katie, the big thing too, blown off your feet. I mean, we, we know the wind is going to be picking up this afternoon. That, that's going to be coming in and gusting quite uh, quite severely come game time. Now, I know the cauldron has got all the, the walls and the, and, the, and the sides up so that it doesn't come into play too much. But because Matt Burton can put them into orbit, the wind may come into play with his swirling bombs. When the cameras go down at training, and Billy's quite particular on this, saying, no, we please stop filming. We, we just want to make sure that we can get our preparations done without sort of too many prying eyes and give the opposition too much. What have you seen them working on? Have, have the back three, and I know it's changed with Murray now out, but have they been working on catching some of those bombs, those grenades, if you like, from Burton? Oh, yeah. Oh, the whole chat. So I asked plenty of the players, including Murray Chalongi, who is no longer playing. But I, I said, how, how do you now tackle uh, game three, considering that Matt Burton gave you nightmares? And, and they all said that there's, there's a lot of extras um, and admitted that they hadn't actually done enough homework on Matty Burton in the lead up. I mean, all of them have probably played in club footy, but... We all talk about Origin being a different beast, and uh, I think Matty Burns' kicking game went to another level in Game Two as well. So, mm. um, yeah, that, a lot of lot of extra focus on the kicks, and I think that they would have relied on DCE. Um, unfortunately, not Munster to put up those high balls, but just to really test out the outside backs. Because tonight, Callum Ponga cannot afford to drop one, and neither can Corey Oates um, or Selwyn Cobbo. No, not at all. Not at all. Caddy, on the serious side of things, what, what about protocols? I mean, we know COVID in society is going a little yeah. bit nuts with this third wave. What, what, extra, what extra layers have the Maroons put in? Will they be wearing masks going on this walk? And is there any sign of no, them? No, they're not. They're not? Okay. Nah, no, they're, they're mask-free, uh, I guess, because they're outside. They're mm. not allowed to get any um, photos side-by-side. Side. They've got to keep their distance and... Security um, led by Dale, who we all know, will make sure that um, they keep their distance from the crew, but they can sort of stand 1.5 and, and still smile for photos, but, yeah, no real close selfies. Yeah, okay. Well, that's very different in Blues camp. We spoke to Michelle Bishop last hour from uh, SCN and 7 as well, who's embedded with the Blues. They, they, they aren't letting anyone come close. There were kids lining up uh, asking yeah. for autographs, and they said, sorry, can't do that. So they, they're really... They're really cracking down uh, on this, knowing that uh, the COVID is coming through. And uh, after all this time, we're still talking about COVID, but obviously it's made a big impact here. Katie, before I let you go, origin traditions. Hang on. Is that them yep. just turning up now? Is that the noise yeah, they're, we're hearing? They're they're, yeah, they're, they're starting to play. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Origin no traditions. No uh, any of the judges. When, yet, when, you, when you were growing up, what was your origin tradition on match day? What did you do? Do you know that the only origin memory I have is watching Jared Hayne on the uh, lounge room, in the lounge room with my dad, and um, I was in love 
So that is my only origin memory because I wasn't a rugby league follower until about year 10 when I started dating a couple of the local Grafton Ghost Boys. I hope there it, you go. I, I hope I hope I hope at different times you weren't dating them at the same time. <laughs> no, but gosh, I've got a lot more better memories now. <laughs> of Oh right, right. Yeah, right. Oh, okay, oh, okay. Katie, all right, Katie, hey, thank you. Off on. you off you go. Off you go. Um hey, do, do do we know do we do we know who's speaking from the Maroons camp in about fifteen minutes time? Yes, Cameron Smith. Oh, the goat. Brilliant. We'll get the latest yeah. from, we'll get the latest from there. Katie, off you go. Um, I'm sure there's a shovel somewhere you can start digging your hole and digging yourself out of that hole. Outstanding stuff. Really appreciate your time. There we go. Katie Brown, you can catch her Fridays on Talk Time here on SENQ. And, of course, tonight on 7 News, she'll be bringing you all the latest from both camps. Grafton Ghosts. Wow. Oh, dear. Katie, Katie, Katie. Katie. Oh, dear. Okay. Um, where are we? Let's, let's, let's just try and get some decorum back in. Let's bring it down. You know what? We are very confident here in this state and it's based on history. History is on our side. 12 deciders in Brisbane, we won all but two. Last hour, I played you 2005 where it didn't go our way. That night, Matt King had a field day. He scored three tries among many. I think Anthony Minicello was man of the match. Let's wind the clock back to 1994. I know that was the year of the miracle try, but it was not a miracle when it came to origin deciders at Suncorp Stadium, well then, Lang Park. Let's have a look at this list. Clyde, Daly, Fittler, Mullins, all scored tries. 27-12, New South Wales won. Random score, wasn't it? 27-12. There had to be a field goal in there, didn't there? Well, there was, but not just one, not just two. There were three field goals. Freddie kicked one. Benny Elias, two. What the hell was he thinking? Benny Elias, two field goals. What, not just satisfied with one? No. Bad Fittler had a day out in 1994. Give an opportunity to Queensland, which means, and the worst way to do that would be to give them possession close to their own line. You might not have seen Oh, oh here's an intercept and a try. That is it indeed. Let's hope history doesn't repeat in that way. Only twice Queensland have lost a decider on home turf. We want history in the right way to repeat. As we come into the decider, Game 3, Origin Day, 20 minutes past 11 here on Origin Wednesday. 0467-736-736. That's Sporting Globe voucher, $50 to gorge your way through their entire menu. Coming up, we'll be giving that away before midday today. On the other side of this, we'll go to Cam Smith. We'll hear what he has to say, the latest on game day from the Maroons camp. We are going to head across the Tweed and touch base with a former Origin great from the Blues side, Mark Spud Carroll. I'll say it until the cows come home. Every hero. Needs a villain. And we'll catch up with, well, a friend of the family here at SCMQ. We're counting down to kickoff. The Decider. Game three, Suncorp Stadium tonight. This is SCNQ's State of Origin Countdown on 693 SCNQ.
Yeah, 25 past 11. Thanks for your company this Origin Wednesday. The Decider, Queensland's new home of sport, SENQ 693 AM. Keep it locked here all day because straight after uh, I depart, which is in, uh, well, what, 35 minutes' time, I'm going to be handing it over to Scott Sattler, Jason Matthews, they're live from Gambaro's on Caxton Street. Oh, Caxton Street on Origin Day. How good are they going? Uh, they're on till three o'clock. Then Jason Jared Wallace will be live from the forecourt Suncorp Stadium. You'll see them when you rock up to the cauldron. They're on between six and seven with Sports Day. So say good day. Show your colours. Say your allegiance. Let them know that you are part of SENQ, Queensland's new home of sport. And then the call live from the cauldron. Sats backing up with Mark Braybrook. That's right. He and Potsy from a seven o'clock tonight. And it is totally biased. It is Maroons Radio. From a Queensland slant, and they're going to have Grant with them. That's right. He is the rookie recruit that Pat and Heels gave the opportunity to 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 sit inside the commentary box. Cameron Smith Media Conference, not too far away. But speaking of Pat and Heels, is there any more Queenslander than this bloke? He is the Heels part of Pat and Heels. Ian Healy, good morning, mate. How are you? G'day, Benny. I'm very well, thanks, mate. This is a very long kickoff that you've started, hasn't it? Oh, well, let me have a look at the clock now. What have we got? Eight hours, 43 <laughs> minutes, 33 seconds to go. Yeah. So, yes, can't yeah. wait. Hey, what, what's... Hang in. What's... As a proud Queenslander, someone who's worn the maroon for his state, I know in a different sport, but what's what's it like for you on Origin Day? Oh, it's good. Um, it's very traditional. Um, always wear maroon. Mm-hmm. Always eat a pie and have a beer. So uh, yeah, if I if I'm at the ground, which I have over the years been at yeah. times, uh, definitely pie and beer. And uh, oh, so that was I'm your that was your empty can and wrapper in here this morning when I got into the studio after you and Pat had left. Mm-hmm. The pie and the beer. No, it must be Patty. <laughs> must be Patty. <laughs> Breakfast of champions. I had a tubby. <laughs> <laughs> now heels. Those who listen to you and Pat may have heard this story, but I think the wider community doesn't know that you've actually played a part in Maroon Origin history. You were part of the team. You were part of team management, weren't you? And for a very pivotal series. Well, a couple of series. I did two series, Mm. uh, so six camps uh, as the media manager for Wayne Bennett. Um, You know, I got a shock when he rang and said, I want you to do this. And I, oh, yeah, okay. Okay, and I just finished cricket, so it was around the turn early two thousand. Yeah, and uh, I think he'd come back in, and they were looking to resurrect a few things. And um, yeah, yeah, I became the media manager, which is the worst job I've ever had <laughs> because you've, you've oh, got the right, hungriest but... media. You've got the hungriest media pack, a voracious appetite for mm. stories. Mm-hmm. Then, and you've got the shyest athletes that that just want to play footy. They want to get their heads into this game next Wednesday and, and I, I don't really want to be talking about it or talking myself up. So they're extremely shy and very reluctant starters. So I had to marry those two parties up. We talk to players about getting the phone call, that phone call when you get called up to be part of State of Origin. What was your phone call like? Was it from Wayne? Yeah, it was, for, it was from Wayne. And then and we went. I went to a meeting, I think it was at Park Road, Went went to a meeting there where Steve Walters and uh, Wayne and uh, Choppy were were all there, you know. So they made me feel really special, like I was part of a really important team. And so I was in. They sucked me in easy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but because I, and, if I'm if I'm you, well, I'm thinking, what? Yeah. Why? Why me? No. Oh, they they yeah yeah definitely. Yeah. Um, and and then I, the other questions was, oh, it might be fun. 
Um, <laughs> I'll go in and have a look at it. Might get a tracksuit. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that, that it, it was quite fun. Um, I worked out very quick in the first week in the first camp that this is how Australian cricketers live their lives, you know. So the camps are special in origin, but... But uh, for an Australian cricketer, we live in that setup uh, for eight months of the twelve months year of the year. So, so it wasn't a novelty for me, and it wasn't that exciting. But uh, it was good to see the boys really enjoy it and gel at different times, and and then talk about New South Wales. And New South Wales were having a tumultuous camp uh, for wherever they were on the, the first particular year. That they were in and out of trouble. And everyone's thinking, and we're squeaky clean. We're thinking, oh, we got them this year. We got them. No, they won. So you never quite know, you never quite know how it's going to go. And even Wayne Bennett walked out of a Sydney, um, and Bobby Lindner presented the jerseys in the Sydney Footy Stadium uh, or or the Olympic Stadium, and he walked out and he said, "Oh, that's the best ever. They are so ready." And we couldn't play footy; they they didn't score a point. So so not even he can work out you know, how preparation is going to translate into performance. And uh, I found that very interesting. It, it was a bludger of a place, that Stra- Stadium Australia, as it was back then. It just They could not win there after 56-16. Uh, and that's when Wayne Bennett came back on. That was the year 2000, so 2001 he came in and made all the, the changes, bringing the rookies in. But it, it took them a number of years to actually break that hoodoo of, of winning in Sydney uh, at that stadium, and because it was up and running in what ninety nine, wasn't it? So it was just it was such a bludger of a place to play, and uh, it doesn't matter yeah. Yeah, how pumped they were, as as you said, you just couldn't put a finger on. Heels, what where, where did you draw on that experience to handle the media? Was it the from the cricketing days? Did anyone give you any tips? Yeah, well, Gary Belcher had done the job prior to me, so oh, we just I didn't had him in the studio. I should have just asked. Yeah, him. right. So. So here he comes. I'm, I'm at Langlands Park, first training session. Yeah. We've got the bus down there, and I'm watching them all train. I've gathered all the media. I've introduced myself and you know set some some uh, sort of expectations on the media pack. And and uh, Badge just came uh, comes over to me and said he, he would use he used to jog off as the assistant coach, jog off to the media pack and say, "Ah, oh, g'day, fellas. Good morning, fellas. Um, uh, who is it you want? Um, oh, can we have Webkey? No, not available. Uh, <laughs> Uh, no, I don't want to do it. Uh, uh, no one, no one else. Okay, fellas, thanks a lot, and jog off. And, <laughs> and that was his way of doing the media managing. But we had, thanks, thanks, and I said, yeah. I'm the official media manager this year. I've got to do the job." Oh, righto, righto. So, but we had a low-profile team, um, very inexperienced, and it was always Webkey and Lockie that they wanted yeah. and they needed. Um, and even the Footy Show, for example, I, I got Scotty Prince. Billy Slater, uh, might have been just those two, and I had to take them down from um, the the Highlands, where were we, at the Gwingana and the top of Talabudra Valley, down to the Gold Coast Convention Centre for the footy show on the Thursday night. So I I got all, and I worked for Channel 9, and they bagged me. They said, is that all you can get? (laughs) Billy Slater and Scotty Brent. And I said, mate... Billy Slater, he's unreal. He's a top player. He's got two black eyes from the weekend. He looks like a raccoon, so that's a good thing to tell him. He's got his busted nose. And Scotty Prince got the player's player last game. So he's he's in our best form. And they oh, they said, we'll get back to you. And they, they let me stew till about Wednesday and said, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, we'll have him. 
we'll have them for the footy show, you know. And so and I went, oh yeah, thanks, thanks, fellas. Anyway, Billy yeah. Slater get scores that chip and chase swerving oh, kick, yes. um, kick, yes. try right the yeah. next week in that game. Next week. Channel 9 footy show are up at Innisfail. Or where, yeah, he's from Innisfail, isn't he? They <laughs> yeah. followed him up to Innisfail. I said, you, you, buggers. So, the trials uh, and tribulations. No tolerance in the media. No, yeah. no, no, exactly. Well, it just changes from one day to the next. Heels, thank you for peering back and pulling back the curtain. We appreciate it. Cameron Smith standing by in Healy there. of Patton Heels fame, but obviously also of Queensland uh, media state of origin fame. What did he do before yeah. that, I wonder? Good on you, Heels. Thank you, mate. Happy origin day. There we go. News up next and then we'll take you we're counting down to kick off the decider game three Suncorp Stadium tonight this is SENQ's State of Origin Countdown on 693 SENQ 24 away from midday Cameron Smith has just started talking to the media on the Queensland team walk Um, whether Tom starts um, at six or he goes to the bench and Ben Hunt starts at six they're both prepared to play whatever role uh, Billy asked him to do. What do you want? Oh, <laughs> it doesn't matter what I, <laughs> what I want. I, I, can, I can add my opinion, um, but at the end of the day, this is, this is you know, Billy's the head coach. It's, um, it's his call to make. Um, and, you know, I think he'll take into account, you know, my opinion and Jonathan's opinion, um, Josh Henney, Nate Miles, Greg Inglis is in camp as well. So um, the great thing about it, like I said, is both players are in really good form. Um, you know, ben Hunt was leading the, the Dallium uh, account when, when it went behind closed doors. Tommy Dearden, um, he's been playing fantastic. It's just a reflection of where the Cowboys are at this year. Um, you know, sitting second on the ladder. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for Tom, given you know, he will be playing. It just, it's just a matter of where, where he plays. Oh, oh, probably a little bit of that, um, but also, oh, I wouldn't say that. It's probably you know keeping the Blues waiting a little bit. But in all honesty, I don't think they'll be reading too much into it. Like they'll they'll prepare um, the way they need to prepare. It doesn't matter who they line up against. Um, it's a bit like Game One where they made two late changes to their starting lineup in the forwards. You know, it didn't really change the way we approach the game. Um, so I think really just he's thinking about how we're going to get away to a, a really good start and, and who would best suit um, that first you know, sort of stanza, whether it be Ben Hunt, whether it be Tommy Dearden. I, the one thing I do know is he's got a lot of confidence in, in both players um, to go out there and, and do that role and, and maybe think about how that affects our rotation on the bench as well. Um, that plays a, plays a role. Um, but whichever way we go, whichever player gets a, a starting spot in that six uh, jersey, um, they're going to do a great job. Well, possibly, possibly given given the impact that he's had when he's come onto the field um, and the role that he's played off the bench. Now, I think a lot of people raise their eyebrows at his selection on the bench for game one, but we've seen the result of the impact that he has when he comes off the bench and, and what he brings to the football side and the pressure that he applies to the Blues, particularly with his running game. So that 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 comes into account when you're making a decision on changing Ben Hunt um, but he's in great form isn't he Ben Hunt and you know, he's got experience and experience is, is important in matches like these
Cam, can you talk about as a player, what's it feeling like? You know, you leave here, they're now leading up to the side of something. Okay? How do you feel nerve-wise as a uh, well, I feel fine. <laughs> yeah, well, well, the more experienced guys, they'll handle it differently to the um, less experienced guys. And, and, you know, we've got um, you know, Tom Dearden on debut tonight. So I spoke to him earlier this morning at the hotel and he said he's feeling great. He, he's excited. He's a little bit nervous, but I think that's a, that's a good thing. It, it means he cares about his performance tonight and he cares about the result for Queensland. If he wasn't nervous, I'd probably be a little bit concerned. But um, they'll each deal with it in their own way. The one thing I, I am feeling is extremely excited for um, this Maroons footy side. You, you don't get to play in too many more bigger games than a decider in Brisbane in front of your home crowd. Um, you know, Some guys in this match tonight, they may not get an opportunity to play in a bigger game than what they will tonight. So um, I'm really excited to see what they produce. You'd be extra nervous when you're starting like Tommy Dean is. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I don't know. I don't know if he's starting or not, Katie. I can't answer that. Um, be good if Billy was up here. He might be able to shed some more light. But uh, look, I, yeah, look, he, he's, as I said, he, he's excited, a little bit nervous about the occasion. But again, I think that's a, that's a good thing. It, it shows he's ready and it shows it means something to him. All right, there we go. Cameron Smith speaking to the media right now in the middle of town. In fact, that's what the magistrate's court of all places. This is the thing that is just making me a little bit uneasy about tonight. The fact that they're playing Ducks and Drakes and and not trying to confirm a starting site. Tom Dearden's got to start, hasn't he? And I, I think we, we all probably know that. And I think the Blues know that. So why don't they just come out and say it? I remember Wayne Bennett once saying about when we used to have to take our – some coaches don't want cameras – shooting training because they could see their moves. And Wayne Bennett always used to say, well, it's one thing knowing what's coming at you. It's another thing to stop it. So Billy Slater, I know he's taken a bit of Craig Bellamy's behind closed door uh, traits here, but just come out and say it. Don't we? That's the only thing that's got me a little bit rattled, a little bit worried. But look, Billy Slater, we all have faith in him. We know what he is doing. 2011, it was one of the deciders here in Brisbane. It was Darren Lockyer's last game. Game three, 2011, and Billy Slater had a night out. 12 metres out from the line. They can feel it. They can sense it. Here's Lockyer. Game 3, Suncorp Stadium tonight. This is SENQ's State of Origin Countdown on 693 SENQ. Yeah, Queensland's new home of sport. Ben Davis with you for the next oh, 12 and a half minutes, but what are we, 8 hours, 22 minutes away from kickoff. Let's head behind enemy lines. A man that, well, he was Queensland public enemy number one at one stage back in the, uh, back in the mid-90s. But he did represent his state with all the vigour and valour that we do like and admire here in Queensland. And as I've been saying all morning, every hero needs a villain. Mark Spud Carroll, uh, happy Origin Day to you, Spud. Uh, good morning, man. Great to be on the uh, airways at SEN. Thank you. <laughs> hey, now, mate, very quickly, we just heard from Cameron Smith before. And for the last couple of days, Queensland have been trotting out, oh, we don't know who's going to be running on. We, we, uh, we know, but we're not going to tell you. To me, as a Queenslander, that actually worries me a little bit, that they're trying to play games. I think we all know Tom Dearden's going to start, but 
What 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 signal does that mm. what does it send to you, Spud? Well, from someone here in New South Wales, mate, I couldn't give a rat. <laughs> I really couldn't. That's the answer. That I really, love. mate, you can, you can, mate, you can, um, you can roll, roll out Santa Claus if you want. But the thing is, <laughs> as a as a as a person played rugby league, these are the days you wish for. Um, it's the longest day in history. Uh, we're going into a series which is now one all. Yeah. Um, it's unfortunate what's happened with Munster and Co. Um, but if New South Wales go thinking that. Uh, they'll get beaten. It's, it's called complacency, and there's no way in the world we can go at that with any inkling to say, oh, well, they're, they're going to be an easier side. Mate, we're playing Queensland on home soil in front of 52,000 maniacs up there. Um, it's going to be game on from go, from go to the whistle. <laughs> oh, this is what I love. Brilliant. Gloves are off. Um, what did you used to do on Origin Mornings, Spud? Because it is a long day, isn't it? Oh, it's a long day for me. It was the longest day in history, as I said. It was like waiting for Santa when you get selected. Yeah. And you count down the days to open up your present. And the present was to run out through the tunnel for me. But for me, it was a long day of preparation. Um, I got a nickname of Spud because I used to consume about 16 potatoes in a game, right? This is in the whole day. And I'm talking big buggers. And, mate, I'm just plowing through those throughout the day, trying to drink water, um, trying to not get nervous, trying to have a sleep in the afternoon, wrestle my pillow for about three quarters of an hour, yeah. and then you get on a team bus and you go to the game. But back then, the, the best thing was when I was playing Origin, especially you know, in the Tom O'Donoghue's days, we used to go down past Cacton Street. That were the days, like in front of that pub, and just stop the bus and made dead set the hatred in people's eyes towards New South Wales and that blue jersey um, will live on for memories. Like, I wish they'd go down there now. I know they can't do it for so-called health reasons or mm. uh, safety, I suppose. Not really health, probably safety. Because the maniacs said you'd be trying to push the bus over. <laughs> so that would that would fire you up? That would that would give you, what, motivation, inspire you? Oh, bloody yeah, if it would. Like if someone throws a can of Forex at you, what are you going to do? <laughs> pick, it up and, pick it up and drink it. <laughs> Think <That's> about right. <laughs> it. <laughs> well, that's how silly out of throw away free beers, mate. Like, you know, full beers. So I made, I'm, I'm, thank God I had right where I was, where the, where the window and the pillar was. I hit the pillar because I reckon it was going to come straight at me. And, uh, oh, mate, it was a good shot, but, um, you know, I rebounded back and didn't break the window. But, but it was just the memories of, you know, you hear about years ago before I played Origin of, you know, driving past down Cacton Street and playing at the old Lang Park. And yeah. um, I was unfortunate enough to play in this magnificent stadium. Now, I, I played the old girl and it was the best, it was the best, mate. Like in the sheds, you know, they'd be stomping and there'd be dust coming from the roof and you're thinking, mate, this is going to collapse. <laughs> the old Frank Burke stand, I know it well and I know exactly what you're talking about. Before I get your thoughts on tonight very quickly, mm-hmm. when the cattle dog call came out in 95, which mm-hmm. Queenslander did you have in your sights? Which one did you love to smash? Well, the scary thing is, it's, it was '97, yeah. all right, 1997. That means it's 20. Let's say 20, 25 years ago. Unbelievable. Mm. I'm about to do my phone call to uh, Trish Radonikus. Part of my life since I retired, I've always rang up Tom Radonikus and uh, went down the phone. He had his crackly voice. Hello, and I'd say cattle dog, and you go, I love you, but now Trish wants me to do that every day, which I have been doing this year. Due to his passing, but yeah, um, just, uh, just, just the whole, the, mate, the whole thing about Origin. It's just, it was just one of those poor buggers. Um, we had this call. Um, you can't really back back when we were playing, mate. The, the only, it was probably one or two cameras. Now they've got like twenty five. They've got drones. They've got everything. And yeah. the only way I could think about hitting someone was in the scrum. And uh, as the poor, I remember I took the ball up and. Uh, Clinton O'Brien played for the Crushers. He, he knocked himself out trying to run into my elbow. We did a back one play. Our winger dropped the ball, and I'm walking to the scrum, and I'm not kidding, boys. The worms will come out the grass. I'm, like, sucking the big ones in. 
and our trainer runs on and goes, cattle dog, and I went, well, I've got to throw a punch. So I remember saying to the chief, move over, and the only way I could throw a punch was um, packing the scrum on the blind side, and the poor bugger who cop that was, uh, um, uh, what's his name, Smith, uh, Craig Smith from St. George, Dillawarra. Unfortunately, uh, the only five se- seconds he's seen was my fist hitting him on the chin, and then doing the convulsions. And do you remember the thought of that? I remember Joey Johns tried to chase Gil- uh, Gil- uh, Goddard. Yeah. And he got the uh, he got the crap punched out. <laughs> he him, but the, you got to think of me. But, <laughs> the, the killer for me, boys. Think of this. Think of this. I was in the sheds after the game. Tom Radonikas got me in a headlock. And back then, he was a big smoker. He was what they used to. He used to smoke camels, which is like he had yeah. the breath of 40 Alsatians. <laughs> and he got me in a headlock. And he goes, I love you. So I said, mate, you're going to get me going to get me downsided. And anyway, I ended up getting it off. Um, Bozo, Bob Fulton pulled a few strings. But the next time I played that Craig Smith, mate, he chased me all around the ground. Yeah. And I got him, I pulled him to the side. And I said, mate, unfortunately, you're the catalogue. And uh, it's been going for 25 years. <laughs> Outstanding stuff, mate. Listen, I know which way your heart goes tonight. So there's probably no even point asking you about who you think mm. you will win. Um, outstanding. Thank you for your memories, mate. And appreciate uh, appreciate you being on this morning, Origin Morning. We're coming mate, up. Oh, uh, thank you. No, too easy. Mark Carroll. Oh, I've got to take a breath after that. It's seven <laughs> minutes away from midday. We're counting down to kickoff. The Decider. Game three, Suncorp Stadium tonight. This is SENQ's State of Origin Countdown on 693 SENQ. Eight hours, 11 minutes away till kickoff. I'm about to fire a cutout pass to Caxton Street. It's where Scotty Sattler, Jason Matthews are standing by. They'll take you through the next three hours here on SENQ. It is our countdown to the Origin Decider. Before that, thank you all for your company and your texts. I'm going to send Nighty, who's out at Sanford. I'm going to send him off to uh, the uh, Globe Sport Cafe with the $50 voucher. How good is that? Sporting Globe. Sporting Globe. Sorry, Sporting Globe. And the reason why the reason why my mind, thank you, Brixie, was a bit overplayed because he has sent through a text that's three pages long on his origin memories. 1989, the SFS, the great Alan Thomas has the call, and he's basically done the call via text. Gilly cuts Clyde in half, loses the ball. Hagen swoops, passes off to Lewis. Lewis comes to Mortimer, goes past him, gets outside of Daly. Gary Jack holds him off, fend. Lewis, 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 he's going to get there. It goes on. Nighty, thank you. Enjoy watching the game tonight. He is heading off to Suncorp Stadium in the Cauldron. Of course, you can keep it locked on here. SCNQ, 6.93am. You'll hear the Maroons radio call. Mark Braybrook, Scott Sattler. It is a great day to be a Queenslander. Go the Maroons. I will catch you next Monday from 9. Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Tyre Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit tyrepower.com.au now.